So what is nutrient density? Is it hard to achieve? How do we achieve it? How do we measure it? And how do we define it? Whether the, what, I mean, any one of these ways of assessing that a lot of people pay attention to don't connect to nutrition. What does connect to nutrition is the level of soil life. The level of life in the soil, the level of the, the function of the microbiome of the plant is what connects to the health, to the nutrient levels in the food. Okay. So now, now we're working on defining nutrient density. We're saying, okay, nutrients vary dramatically. We proved that. That variation connects to soil health. Prove that. Meters can be built that can be that can test crops in real time. We've proved that. So, okay, the grand vision. Like, can we save the world through, you know, That's great. That's, that's a great point that I'd like to drill down into more because I know you know a lot about this. Can you go down into nutrient density and epigenetics a little bit and maybe touch on those pieces? And uh, I know there's a tie into spirituality, mental health. There's a bunch of pieces there. And I know you got a, a really good grasp on it. So could you maybe just give us a little insight? Yeah. Um, so nutrient density is the word that we basically helped to um, create and popularize starting in about 2007, 2008, um, which is now turning into a word that people have heard um, and are talking about, which is great. It took a few years to get there, but it's definitely building. Um, it effectively refers to the variation in nutrient levels in food. So like I said, this carrot versus that carrot, not carrots versus wheat, but carrot versus carrot. And um, if you look at a bag of carrots in a grocery store, it'll say X amount of vitamin D, X amount of, you know, whatever carbohydrates. Um, and the implication there then is that all carrots are uniform. And that actually is entirely not true. Um, so it's this unpacking the concept that like there's dramatic nutrient variation in food and it connects to flavor and aroma and human health and soil health. And if we were to organize around that, as opposed to labels and can I call them dogmas like organic or regenerative or whatever, um, <clears throat> that are basically saying black and white, you are organic or you're not organic. Well, you know, some organic food is grown in a way that is not really supporting a high level of life in the soil. And is relatively low in nutrition and some organic food is grown in a way that is supporting high levels of life in the soil and is high in nutrition. So they both don't use chemicals, but they don't correlate with don't have better nutrition, right? So I like to use the example of religions and say, you know, if someone's a Presbyterian, that doesn't necessarily mean they've got a meaningful relationship with the divine. You know, just because you're organic does not mean you're producing highly nutritious food. You can go to church and still be a, you know, <laughs> you know, there's some Muslims that are that are brilliantly, you know, spiritual and some Muslims that aren't. And it's not about Muslims are good or Muslims are bad. It's about the people, the individual people. And it's about the individual farm. And the individual carrot, it's not about like these big, like broad sweeping labels. So um, 
Yeah, that's the concept is that we go beyond the labels, we go beyond the certification, we go beyond the binary, you know, you are regenerative or not regenerative, you are organic or not organic. We go and we say, okay, there's, let's imagine like it's a scale of one to a hundred and we could figure out this carrot is, you know, if we figure out what one and a hundred are, then we can see whether this carrot's an 80 or that carrot's a 20. And that would be a piece of information that people could have access to and, you know, part of the work is in building the handheld meter, which is the way you would be able to figure it out. So the concept is there's no QR code, there's no certification label, there's no barcode, there's no, I mean, all those things can be there, but the way you figure out what's an 80, what's a 20 is by literally flashing a light at the carrot and it reads the carrot, which is how we read what stars are made up of light years away and anybody who knows anything about a light year a light year is a long ways away right like the speed it... of light for one year traveling at the speed of light for a whole year that's a speed long... of light is really fast go that go in one direction that fast for a year that's one light year that's a long ways yeah with spectroscopy we can read what stars are made up of millions of light years away so we can take a picture of a star, we call it 10 million light years away, take a picture of the light coming off of it. We can say, okay, this star is 51% hydrogen and 48% helium and blah, 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 blah. If we can do that, we should be able to flash out of the carrot, <laughs> which is right in front of us. And uh, no, I mean, we weren't able to 20 years ago because we didn't have the, I mean, you could do it in a lab potentially, but you couldn't do it at a consumer price point. Um, but I mean, I got a smartphone here that's way more powerful than the Apollo 11 lander, which went on the moon, you know? So um, yeah, the basic idea is end game. There's one of the cameras in your phone <clears throat> is a spectrometer and you can use that to flashlight at the food that's in the store, the grocery store, the farmer's market, the, the you know, farm stand. I mean, wherever it is, you, you're, you're, you're choosing food and <clears throat> you can use that to make decisions um 20 out of 100 40 out of 100 that is know your friends there's this amazing thing called social media which is not whatever we can talk about the benefits and detriments of social media but the ability to communicate horizontally in real time by the mass populace means that if you had 50 activists in a state they were each going to five grocery stores every week they could tell everybody else in the state where the good stuff is and where the good stuff isn't and you know is bunny love better than cal organic is walmart better than whole foods i mean or you know um where's the good stuff this week um so yeah it's 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 exciting um so that's nutrient density the sort of the grants the broad strokes and Let's grand the nutrient density more thing so have you developed a tool that you can do that with on some level yet i mean or, or yes. are you moving toward that Yes. Um, so at uh, um, 2017, I mean, we founded the organization in 2010, and the first number of years were uh, working with with growers, producers of all scales, um, in lots of locations and geographies and cultural dynamics and everything else, crop types, um, and teaching what I call these principles of biological systems, which is a it's a it's a two day course, um, which you can find on YouTube if you look up my name or look up the BFA on YouTube, um, it's freely available. Um, I call it my 12 hour stand up show. So 
that and then we also hosted conferences for a number of years where we brought in what we thought were the sort of the leading light you know critical thinking bright minds you know inspired individual not necessarily famous but like all right who who's like really cool got something to offer and we recorded all those and put those on youtube as well so we've got a whole we've got a whole like bunch of intellectual capital there which most people don't know what's there and aren't accessing it but for whatever it's worth that was the first two years of the organization and that at some point we said okay it sure looks like working with nature works across the board it doesn't matter you know north south white black rich poor u.s you know global south big scale small scale perennials annuals you know didn't really matter these basic principles work and so the thesis of like we could actually have a positively a major positive impact in the world is true now how do we bring it to scale and that's when we started the research and that was 2017 and we basically had three questions we wanted to answer one was um do nutrients vary dramatically in food because we sure think so but if we go out to all the databases and all the scientists that are supposed to know about this they're like no not really maybe a couple percent but not really we're like we think it's more than that and then the second question was you know, if nutrients do vary, is, is that connection to soil health or not? Because uh, we as farmers think it does, but then again, you know, what is soil health and it's a multi-factor system and how do you design a replicated randomized trial at a university research plot to verify, you know, like that's not the way this those scientists work. We've got to figure out a different way of like answering these deeper questions. So do nutrients vary? If they do, do they connect to soil health? And then three, <clears throat> Is it possible to build a handheld meter that you can use to, at a consumer price point, flash a light at something and at a carrot or zucchini and get a reading off of it? Um, so we started, yeah, 2017, built our first, um, well, actually built a, built a meter in 2017, the first meter in 2017, um, built the first lab in 2018, um, uh, uh, you know, tested our first couple of crops. People sent in samples from all over the country. Um, grocery stores, farmers markets, organic, not organic. Um, and yeah, nutrient variations were 3x, 5x, 10x, 20x, you know, wow, not small, not 3%, not 5%, 3x, 5x, yeah. as in top to bottom, the carrot with the most calcium had three times as much as the carrot with the least calcium, or the spinach with the most polyphenols had 40 times as many polyphenols as a spinach with the lowest level of polyphenols so it was a you know we're talking serious numbers here um and that, yeah 2018 2019 we you know got up to six crops and started having farmers send in soil and give us management data as well so we could overlay management practices against soil metrics against nutrient levels um 2020 our third lab in europe um we got to about 25 different crops that year um and by 2021 we had assessed thousands of samples of crop, thousands of samples of soil, dozens of different crops, hundreds of different farms, you know, from all over the place, from stores. Every single one of those samples of soil and crop we flashed at with our meter so we could build a spectral data set to overlay against the wet chemistry lab bench stuff. And then we could back calibrate with an algorithm. So by 2021, we were able to release our you know second generation handheld consumer priced calibrated meter for 10 crops um and 
Yeah, for polyphenols and zucchini or for antioxidants and carrots, it will give you a reading. It is not telling you the overall nutrient density in a carrot because we haven't defined that yet. The first thing we wanted to ask was, do nutrients vary dramatically? We think they do, but there's no literature proving that. And so um, I like to say we're trying to hide behind the Western rational scientific method. Like the principles of science, I think are good principles. Um, you can, if you follow them honorably, it's like the principles of a lot of religions are good principles. If you follow them honorably, you can pervert a religion and you can pervert science. And <laughs> we're trying to, uh, you know, be honest with science and to answer these questions and do it seriously and then be able to stand on that, on those, on those results. Um, and so <clears throat> that's what we've been doing for the last couple of years is taking it from, yes, nutrients do vary dramatically. Yes, those nutrient variations connect to soil health, not to soil type or certification label or individual practice or variety, um, right? I mean, bolero carrots, you got some high levels of nutrient levels in bolero carrots and some low levels of nutrients in bolero carrots. We got some organic carrots that are quite high in nutrients and some organic carrots that are quite low in nutrients. You know, it, it did not matter whether the, what, I mean, any one of these ways of assessing that a lot of people pay attention to don't connect to nutrition. What does connect to nutrition is the level of soil life, the level of life in the soil, the level of the, the function of the microbiome of the plant is what connects to the health, to the nutrient levels in the food. Um, so no real surprise there. I mean, it's kind of what we would have, anybody who... <laughs> studied this a little bit or had a little bit of common sense or intuition would probably have said, this is my hypothesis. And yeah, it just took five years and a lot of hassle and I got a few gray hairs now and <laughs> some really wonderful donors that have been supporting all this work because it's all done open source and charitable donations. We're not a company. Everything's in the commons. Um, some critical support from people to help get us as far as we are. Um, so, and okay. so now, now we're working on defining nutrient density. We're saying, okay, nutrients vary dramatically. We prove that. That variation connects to soil health. Prove that. Meters can be built that can be that can test crops in real time. We've proved that. So, okay, the grand vision. Like, can we save the world through, you know, helping people eat better food?